It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Joe and Limo for breakfast. 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 On Gold 104.3. Oh, here we are for another week. Yeah. Well done, everybody. What an amazing week it was. Uh, let's find some highlights, shall we? Uh, Kel, let's start with you. Uh, well, this will be my last podcast. Oh, jeez. Oh, Fishing much? Yes, I'm yeah. glad you're all suitably <laughs> devastated. See you, bye. Uh, <laughs> you can pop in for other podcasts, by the oh, way. Oh, thank Just, you. I've learned so much as well. Mm. When I say goodbye to Joe, I'll be giving her a handshake and all that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, I see. Um, but uh, <laughs> learning about Robert Allenby uh, with his 43 caddy, yeah, oh, I think, yes. was probably mm. the yeah. funniest story for me this week. Uh, Robert Allenby. Mm. He's at it again. <laughs> Uh, and he says denying everything. He says uh, he's no idea about being arrested. He hasn't heard anything about disorderly conduct or trespass mm. or nothing. What? He says he don't know what's. He says I don't know what's going on. Don't know what everyone's talking about. Which is very strange because we did speak to the Rock Island County Police. Yep. And they say yes, he he was arrested. Yep, yeah, absolutely that's right. did happen. And he was taken into custody. Yeah. And he was released after posting bond. Yeah. And in fact, the casino. Mm which is where he was arrested outside this casino yep. um, the, in, in Rock Island. And he, they say, yes, 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 that did happen. Yeah, he was yeah. He, he was booted out, they said. Security yeah. kicked him out <laughs> for uh, behaving inappropriately mm. inside the casino. We don't know exactly what he did, but he was booted out of the yeah. casino. Robert Allenby yeah. is an interesting character. He is, isn't he? Remember last year when he got arrested, I mean, sorry, kidnapped, in inverted commas, mm. in Hawaii? Yeah. And he changed his story about 35 times in a week. But he did have that smashed up face. Yeah, well, something clearly happened. But, but no one really It ended up, happened. then it ended up like, I know that a homeless man was involved in one story. There was another story where he was put in the boot of a car and taken out to the bush somewhere. Mm. There was another story about doing a runner from a, from a men's club. Yeah, right. And it was just all these different stories. You never quite knew what the truth was yeah. in the end. I have developed a theory sure. about professional golfers. Okay. All right. Here it is. You can apply the theory if you, if you feel like it. When you see a golfer and you think to yourself, oh, I wonder what sort of a bloke they are. You can tell how good a bloke a professional golfer is by the number of caddies they've had across their career. Okay. Yeah. Jason Day has had one caddy across his entire career. Oh, so they obviously are very loyal to him, that person, because he's really great to work with. That's right. Considers him probably a friend. Couldn't be happier. Yeah. Ripping bloke, Jason Day. There you have it, one. Robert Allenby, <laughs> Robert Allenby has had, and I'm not making this up, Robert Allenby's had 43 caddies across his professional golfing career. Right. Rocky. Now, now a, he's even had situations where he's had caddies for less than one round. Well, I'm bad they've so, just walked so out. So he's had caddies like, I can't remember what the whole number was, but let's say it was the 10th, it's just gone, you know what, I've had enough of you, mate, I'm out of here. Wow. And they've bailed. And there was an instance where a guy came out of the crowd, who I think was a primary school teacher, and caddied the rest of the round for him. 
Because oh, the he's official caddy has walked on. His official caddy bailed, said, I've, I can't handle so, you any longer, mate. What, what is he doing for the caddies to want to bail? I don't, yeah. I don't know. But I suspect they're not enjoying his company much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there what it is. What, yeah. what a good bloke he is. Don't yeah. ever say yes if he asks you to work for him. No. Like, really, don't. No. Yeah. It won't, it won't last Might long. Might come no. up. Yeah. So, what do you reckon? I reckon we talk about some pretty important things on the show and... Mm. Uh, we asked a big question the other day. Do flowers make it better? <laughs> I've planned to go to the football without discussing it with my wife. And now that we have a child, apparently this is a thing that needs to be discussed. Well, it impacts on her mm. in a way that it didn't previously. And she made what I thought was a fair point and I felt bad yeah. afterwards. So I sent her flowers, mm. which of course makes everything better. But you went to the footy still, though. I still went to the footy. <laughs> Vicky, I don't think flowers make it better. Vicky no. in Mornington. Good morning. Do flowers make it better? No, flowers don't make it better. Oh, Sorry. Really? And explain your point of view, Vicky, because I love it. Well, it's just too simplistic. Um, and it just really, I think um, I would put it to you that next time Hawthorne plays, Mm. Maybe if you offer to switch roles and um, let your wife, you stay at home and look after the baby mm. and um, let your wife go to the game or even if she doesn't yeah. want to go to the game, she could go shopping or something. Mm. Yeah. That would be a true, a true sacrifice. Because, because the flowers... <laughs> so understanding. Mm. Yeah. Do you think the flowers make you feel like you're uh, validated or special or... No, I, I think flowers make you feel validated and special if they're kind of spontaneous rather mm. than trying to purge your guilt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I was definitely on a purge mission with, with the flowers, Vicky. Mm. Thank you. I love it. Dale and Doreen, good morning. The flowers make it better? Morning, Limo. No, they don't. Ah, really? I have a the... question. Would you have got the flowers delivered if you did not go to the footy the next day? Oh, Dale, that is a good question. I'm going to be honest with you here and say probably not. <laughs> nice one, Dale. Mm. Nice well, one. I'm a young father myself and I know they know exactly what the flares are for. Yeah, you boxed me into a corner there. Yeah. <laughs> I've been pretty good over the years, to be fair to myself, with the flowers. But, he, right. but yeah, Dale's right. I probably wouldn't have. Tracy and Bacchus Marsh, do flowers make it better? Definitely not. Ah, really? Sorry. <laughs> Is it not not on any level, Tracy? No, oh, no, I think before the before the event or before, you know, mm. uh, you know, like mine was for my birthday and my husband has forgotten and Oh, yeah, right. And, um, years before he'd done wonderful things and then this year he just oh, he started to forget cuz he was too busy. And then my friends were buying me stuff and, oh, right. and I said to him, oh, you forgot my birthday, didn't you get me flowers? And I was really upset because a lot of things had been going on at the time. Yeah. And then the next day he sent me flowers after I'd whinged and I was oh. so furious I threw them in the bin. Yeah, oh, exactly, because Tracy, every time you look at those flowers, all you can see is the insult of the thing that he forgot, the birthday. Well, when he came home, the bin was at the door and he could see them sticking out the door. <laughs> <laughs> and he what did you do that for? And I said, well, I was so furious because it, it doesn't mean anything because it's after the point. It's mm. not, mm. you know. Yep. So sorry, Limo. Yeah. Right, okay. Don't say sorry, Tracy. Right, no thank, need for thank sorry. Thank you, Tracy. You can send me some flowers, Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dale, good morning. Do flowers make it better? No, oh. definitely not. It just creates suspicion because <laughs> I, uh, the last couple of times I bought my wife flowers, Yep. Uh, first word out of her mouth is, what have you done? Oh, yeah. see. So, Dale, yeah. even when there's not an event attached to it, it doesn't work. 
No, no oh. I just gave a flowers out of the blue, and the first question was, all right, what have you done? What have you done? <laughs> See, no one's a winner, are they? But, Dale, had you done something? No. I bought a flowers, hadn't bought a flowers for a he while. Said, mm. So you can't even be a good bloke, can you, Dale? No, no. Yeah. Doesn't work. What a no. what a nightmare! Yeah, what no. a nightmare! So, um, all right. So, what I'm hearing there's no more flowers. Well, buy her flowers just b- because oh, you love her, but don't pre- have an event attached to it. B- buy preemptive flowers, build up credits, and then do something wrong. Great, good advice. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I don't know if that's what I said. You're putting words in my mouth. Yes. No, no, you misrepresented me. For the flower me. people, I'm going to listen now. Well, I, I still argue that they do. No, well, I well. The people spoke, and yeah. the answer was no. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> and my right. wife, just for people playing along at home, agreed with the people. Lise, I look, an unfortunate situation for the Japanese pole vaulter in Rio <laughs> during the week. Yes. Got a piece of his person caught somewhere attached to it. And we were talking about inconvenient body parts that we all have, or well, some of us have. Mm. Hiroki Ogita, who unfortunately mm. clipped the bar as he went over with his... Oh, God. <laughs> so Very inconvenient body part yeah, yeah, for him. Yeah. All that years of training, you think at some point or all years of training you'd learn to tuck your <laughs> away. Yeah, I don't think he's he's worn the right outfit. <laughs> he needs a pair of Spanx. Oh, his outfit's slimmed. <laughs> that would really yeah. hold him. His outfit's slimmed down. Andrew Bogart had issues at the start of the uh, games in Rio there. His bed wasn't long enough. Yeah. I'd love to hear from a super tool person what it's like flying. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. What a drag. That would be an inconvenient body when you're flying. Nine four one four one zero four three. Have you got an inconvenient body? Ladies, breasts, that's all I need to say. Are they, can they be inconvenient? Oh, call now and tell us how because I know they are. Yeah, right. Mm. I mean, just try and get a massage. It's very uncomfortable. Lying massage. on your tummy all that time. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, you, know, yeah. you know how yeah. they have holes in the, oh, in the board head. for your head? <laughs> you need one for Two holes for your buttocks. <laughs> 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 I'll just pop these suckers down here. Okay, right. John, in Pakenham, have you got an inconvenient body? Well, I've got um, long legs and, uh, well, people say I don't have any hips. And um, so I find, I find it very hard buying uh, pants. Yes. You so buy the right size and they're too short. Mm. Or um, you buy um, the... Uh, wrong size and they're too, you know, they're right size. Oh, I'm hearing you, John. And they're okay around the hips. So you're like yeah. a, you're like a 38 like bags. You're like a 30 waist, but a 38 leg kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That would be annoying. Yeah, mm. this is it. Yeah, I'm getting it. You need to get tailor-made jeans. Inconvenient, yeah. Alan in Melton. What's inconvenient on your body part? Yeah, I'm with you, Limo. I've got a uh, massive head as well, mate. Yep. So big that my mother actually thought. Uh, that I was an alien when I was born. <laughs> right, okay. Turns out you're not, though, Alan. You're, no, not you, now. You make a good point. Have you ever seen an alien wearing a hat? No, because they've got enormous that's, heads. That's mm. dead right. <laughs> True. Exactly. A very good argument. Yeah. Thank you, Alan. I'll remember that's... that. <laughs> Peter in Chadston, have you got an inconvenient yeah. body part? G'day, guys. Yeah, speaking of heads, I've got the worst ears you've seen on a head ever. Oh, Why is that, Peter? Oh, they're just so big. I tell you, you put a hat on me, I look like a Volkswagen with its doors open. It's just <laughs> absolutely shocking. I tell you, I gotta gotta wear the gotta wear the moon boots on a on a windy day because I'll, I'll just get blown down the street. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Oh, Peter, he's breaking my heart. I feel yeah. like he's been tortured by that all his life. Yeah. I'll tell you what, he's got excellent hearing though. Yeah. <laughs> Joe and Limo for breakfast. 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 On Gold 104.3. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah. I just love that sound effect. I could yeah. Yeah. play it all day. It is good. Yes. Alex? Um, well, obviously there's been a lot of chat about Rio and one of the more interesting stories this week came out about Ryan Lofty. <laughs> and unfortunately we still don't know how to pronounce that name, so we took to YouTube to find out. We like to get people's names right on this show. It's oh, important. well, it's respectful. It's respectful, yeah. it's important. And also I don't want to look ignorant. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, I mean more ignorant. <laughs> so I said... <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I've re- we've reached peak ignorance on the show. <laughs> we don't want to go any further. Trying to minimise yeah. the ignorance. So I said just a moment ago, before we went into the song, uh, we're going to chat about Ryan Lofty next yes. being held at gunpoint. Yes. And then we went into the song and, Joe, you said to me, is, it, is Lofty the correct pronunciation? because well, I don't know. I'm an idiot and I don't really, you know, follow sport. But it's spelt Lochty. And I have heard it, Lochty, yes. but you've, you're saying Lofty. And I'm, I'm like, well... I'm saying Lofty. So I, I thought, oh, Jeff, I'm second-guessing myself now. Let's look it up. Mm. So I went, so I found a site on YouTube and I went, oh, here it is. Well, this will confirm it. It says how to pronounce and Lofty. <laughs> and this is what you get when you press play on that YouTube clip. Ryan Lofty. Ryan Lofty. Okay, well, so obviously now we have to pronounce it Ryan Lodge T. Ryan It sounds like a generic Sesame Street character. You know when you can't quite pin down? So let's talk about what happened to Ryan Lodge Ryan Lodge So he was, who again, sorry? Brian Lodge <laughs> He was driving along with some teammates. Actually, well, Tom Brown gave us the lowdown yeah. uh, just a few moments ago. But Ryan Lofty, one of the US swimmers, is actually confirmed by one of the US TV networks. They were held up at gunpoint by four police officers. The other swimmers all got to the ground on instructions from the police. Ryan said, no, no, no I'm not doing that. I've done nothing wrong. So apparently, he says, one of the police officers... Uh, cops the gun and put it to his head. So oh. there you go. He got on the ground at that point. Absolutely terrifying. Can you imagine... What it would have been like for um Lurch <laughs> 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 to be kneeling on the ground with a gun. <laughs> and he couldn't imagine how scary that would terrible. be. Because he probably would have said to the guy at some point, Do you know who I am? Yeah, <laughs> and I would have said, I No, I don't. And he would have said, I like the extra energy in the second yeah. one. Well, Troy obviously is an amazing singer, oh, but yeah, we had clearly. two equally great singers, Anthony Clear and Tim Campbell. I love oh, the yeah. Campbell Clears, they're my yes. favourite couple. Yes, yes. yeah, yeah. Can we be self-indulgent. Congratulations oh, on the new little baby. That is There's a little you. bit of a gift there for you and Cal. That is oh, not for you and Cal, but for oh, Laddie. Yeah. That is very kind. Oh, thank you. We tried to this find a big so... baby present for, for Darren too, oh, but sorry. Yeah, Dad, sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry. He's not my child, you know that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I have Willow. He's a big child. He's a big child. Yeah. Armani. Is that so cool. seriously Armani? He's got little braces. <laughs> oh. He's got little braces. <laughs> oh, Lord. Put him in it now. I basically just got that out of my wardrobe. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> for six-month or clear, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, hang on, I've just had a look. It's a bit, a bit small for our newborn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, oh that's so awesome. Oh, Thanks, guys. Really appreciate really that. Really beautiful. Beautiful. Now, <laughs> okay, on to, on, to, on to other things. You are on uh, All Star Family Feud. Yeah. And how fun is it? It's, it's very well, fun. But it's very, very competitive. Yeah, because it was your families against each other. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's Campbell's versus Kalia. And, and also you're playing for a charity too, which is mm. nerve-wracking because you're playing with someone else's... And when you money. bring your own yeah. family on national TV, <laughs> yeah. I was more nervous about that. I just yeah. kept looking at my mum going, do not open your mouth and say something stupid. Comments that came out of her mouth, though. Let's just say she talked uh, about boobs. Yeah, she talked Denya. about her breasts. Yeah, that's okay. Oh. She looks fantastic, right? Hey. So but she's on the She had the puppies out there. So to be clear, your mum flirts with Grant Daniel yes, on yes, national television, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, you know, he's probably one of the other people who are about the same height as the Kalias. About so, the same. Yeah, yeah. we are so exactly the same. <laughs> Actually, I think they test that theory on the show. We did. Oh, really? Yeah. We, we look like two Lego men. <laughs> <laughs> now, what we're going to do, we're going to play a little game that we like to play where we're going to ask a question and we need you both to answer it as quickly as you can. At the same time, At the okay. same time. Right. Oh, wow. At the same time. Okay. I'll get you an Uber home, babe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anthony Kalia, Tim Campbell. Here we go. First question. Who spends the longest time... In front of the mirror. Anthony. Anthony. Oh, <laughs> okay. I'll answer that. I agree there. I'm vain. What Who can I say? this time anything, Anthony? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All righty. Oh, this is a tough one. Um, who is the better singer? Anthony. That's easy. <laughs> Please. Oh, and the fact oh, that Anthony has an answer. The silence is golden. Thanks. I don't, Thanks I don't want to sound up myself. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very telling that silence. It really uh, is. Next yeah. question. Okay. Who is the worst driver? Tim. Anthony. Oh! oh no, are you no, kidding me? No, no. <laughs> you drove like your mum. It's shocking. Oh! <laughs> that is so wrong. You are, you're a worse driver than me. In what way? Oh. Oh, there's these things called light lanes, like lines yeah. in the lane. You kind of got to stay between them. That's I must awkward. say, the first time his dad got in the car with me, he actually said to me, Graham goes, excuse me, do you always drive like this? What's <laughs> <laughs> wrong with that? <laughs> okay, okay. Um, who is the bigger party animal? Anthony. Me. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'll, I'll take that. I'm a nana. Uh, <laughs> I'll do the espresso martinis, but I'm just, you know, I'm a nana. Yeah. Who's, okay. out of the two of you, who is the better cook? Oh. oh, maybe you do main course. I'll do dessert. Yeah. Oh, oh that yeah. was yeah. well. That all ended nicely. Just oh, there. Sort of. That's I'm really good at going shopping and buying all the pr- products and then putting it on a platter and saying that I made them. <laughs> I was going to say, anytime yeah. I've been in your place, I'm pretty sure it was catered. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not banana leaf that looks here. How much energy in that relationship? I love it. And uh, leave. My highlight of the week. uh, I'm going to go for Charlie Hill Smith, who uh, told us a great story about flying motor kites uh, across Australia. Mm. And he's, of course, uh, if you want to find out more yourself, we can go and see his film, Motor Kite Dreamy. Uh, but I'm voting for Charlie Hillsmith. G'day, Lemo. How are you, mate? Uh, I'm very, very well. It was Bolt's Cafe in Adelaide, Joe. Back wow. in Salubrious. And, and what was he like, Charlie? Uh, he was pretty average, actually, mate. <laughs> nah, he was... Gonna... <laughs> Lemo was always a natural. He was actually working as an accountant at the time. Yes. Mm. And moonlighting as a stand-up comedian. <laughs> uh, now, Charlie, this film, Motor Kite Dreaming, 
Let yeah. me get this right. You get together with a couple of completely mad blokes. Yep. Who have motor kites, otherwise known as ultralights. Or microlights. Or microlights. Mm, yes. Uh, you start in Adelaide and you fly to Broome. That's right. 4,000 kilometres across four deserts, Lemo. Why? <laughs> Good point. Well, they're just normal couples. They're two couples from the Adelaide Hills and they took a holiday and they thought, you know, instead of just going to the Gold Coast or to Bali, we'll fly these little <laughs> lawnmowers attached to hang gliders 4,000 kilometres across Australia. Yeah. yeah. Now, you mentioned couples there. So yeah. these two dudes have got their partners who drive in cars. Their fiancés. Their fiancés underneath them and you're driving in a car underneath them as well That's while right. they're flying. That's it. And we, we basically chase these little mosquitoes uh, all the way across the country. <laughs> you know what? I have been on a road trip with my husband and often thought I would rather you about <laughs> half a kilometre above me in the sky. So I can understand their point of view. But what are they capable of doing? Because so that doesn't sound like they're intended for that kind of distance. They're called microlights. Uh, real pilots call microlight pilots temporary citizens. And uh, yeah. it, it's yeah, basically right. a hang glider wing attached to a little trike buggy with a rotary uh, two-stroke engine on the back. So any anyone out there, any blokes out there who've ever had trouble with a, with a uh, two-stroke, this is a film for you. <laughs> These tiny little putt-putt engines, they only fly at about uh, 80 to 90 kilometres an hour. Oh, wow. Um, and, they, and they fly at a, a fairly sort of um, low height. It's a great way to see the country because you're sitting outside. You're not sitting inside a cockpit. You're sitting outside on, on basically a little plastic, uh, what's like a, a, a school seat. And the whole thing hangs off the wing by one bolt, which is called the Jesus bolt. Yeah, oh, right. Wow. It's high drama uh, yeah. along this whole track. And you visit 15 different Indigenous communities. And they're amazing places with incredible people. And we went out of our way to try and meet young artists or musicians or the young people there and talk to them, meet them and, and ask them what you know what, what's going on in their lives. Mm. Uh, Charlie, tell us, this is one of my favourite stories from your trip, which sadly doesn't make it into the film, but uh, we might see it in the TV series, yeah, which yeah. is coming later in the year, about the, the chap in um, Papunya. That's right. Well, uh, this is a fellow called Wallampiri, and he's now a famous dot artist as well. So this is all the famous dot art that you've got out there in the Western Desert, which mm. became famous in the 80s and has sort of gone on become a multi-million dollar industry around the world. Started in Papunya, by the way. Started, in, painting, started yeah. in Papunya, out of nowhere. Fantastic. And so Wallenpiri is this old bloke. So in 1984, Wallenpiri and his nine uh, family members were the last full bushmen to walk out of the desert. And so they, in literally in 1984, they walked out of the desert into this small community called Papunya um, and said... Here we are, you know, and, and, and that they were still just wearing bush gear, basically naked, and uh, everybody else had been taken into, into the thing, and, and they came out of, out of the desert and, you know, went to the supermarket for the first time, <laughs> saw a swimming pool, uh, a school, all this sort of stuff. And Wallen Perry is, is still there and has, has gone on to become a very famous uh, painter. Yeah. But his brother, who also came in at the same time, only stayed for two weeks, nicked off, never been seen since. Really? I went back into the desert. Went back out into the scrub. And didn't Wallenpiri, I remember you telling me this story, Wallenpiri came into Papunya for the first time ever into this community mm. and a part of him went, hey, guys, uh, you could have told me this was going on. He did. He I've, did. Been out, I've been yeah. out there. You know I've been out there in the desert. Someone could have come and got yeah. me yeah. and said this was really? happening. Hey, yeah. What about me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
But, uh, you know, as evidenced by his brother, it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. And uh, and, uh, and obviously, you know, Aboriginals, Australia, Australians living in that remote country, they have a great connection with the bush and, mm. they, and they still hunt and they still go out and do ceremony. And they still go out and, uh, and, and get amongst this amazing country. There it is. Charlie Hill-Smith, we love your work. Motorkite Dreaming is the name of this brilliant Australian adventure. Uh, you can see it, uh, as we said, in Geelong, Melbourne, uh, Ballarat, Hawthorne and Belgrave. All the details at gold1043.com.au. Beautiful, mate. Thank you very much for having us. So oh, much fun. Great work, everyone. Yeah. 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 Joe and Limo for breakfast on Gold 104.3. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.